the very roots of eating, of negativity and singularity, including the ultimate form of singularity, which is This is the typical violence of information. It's violent because what happens there is a murder of the real, the vanishing point of reality. Let's not have a misunderstanding here. Welcome to Podcast Cooper Cherry. Um, today's guest is Bo from Psychic Dolphin Garage. Before I introduce Bo, Officially, I uh, just wanted to uh, give a shout out, I guess, first to uh, Peter. If Peter, if you're listening, appreciate you. Um, you kind of made help make this happen today. So shout out to old Peter. And then uh, just want to let the listeners know if anybody is enjoying the show. Uh, your boy is definitely has just uh, taken a new job, tremendous pay cut. And so I'm basically, I'm, I'm not going to give up on the pod. I'm going to continue to do it, but I'm basically putting all the expenses on a credit card and so forth. So if you feel so inclined, it'd be awesome. Hit me up on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash podcast CO Cooper Cherry. But uh, as I said, we have Bo from Psychic Dolphin Garage joining us. Bo, welcome to the pod. Howdy. Good to be here. It's a really fucked up um, recording an actual podcast episode with somebody in person after <laughs> having to deal with like Discord for so long. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's a welcome change for sure. It, uh, it's nice. I definitely. I mean, in per- if I could do them all in person. Oh yeah, that'd be the way to go. But yeah, do do the fucking Marin thing where it's like, oh, we're set up here in my garage, which is fucking you know, yeah. I yeah. think that'd be great. So we are in we are in the uh, scenic uh, breakfast nook. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, you got a fucking uh, automatic uh, waffle. Slash uh, cocktail maker, uh, some other cool Jetsons shit that I don't have the improv juice for right now. <laughs> you know, funny rule of threes thing to go in there. It's all, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. But uh, Bo, tell me a little bit about, let's start out, I guess, and have uh, fill us in a little bit about your the podcast you're on. Yeah. So Psychic Dolphin Garage is, um, you know, uh, kind of a collaboration between uh, me and my buddies, Zach and Kelton. I say collaboration as if they didn't start the show and then invited me on as guests and then decided, hey, do you want to fucking come back forever? And I said yes. Uh, and it's been it's been just fucking beautiful ever since. Um, and uh, to describe the pod itself, I guess you could say it's, uh, it's kind of like a, a morning drive time kind of thing from a vaguely left perspective. I mean, we don't really subscribe to uh, any particular tendency. Um, the only attendees I want around me are from <laughs> Raising Canes. Please and thank you. Caniacs house. Absolutely. Just, just, just fucking drown me in that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're also sponsored by Raising Canes. No, in a, in a very that different, would dope. that would be so fucking I, wild. Yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> I need to be sponsored by a chicken strip establishment. Yeah. Number one. And then number two, a dispensary or something like that. Oh, absolutely. Like the yeah. top two categories. Yeah. Like I, and I'm just thinking like if they're, if they're willing to sell out on their end and it's like, Hey, yeah, we're, we're the communist chicken restaurant now. Like that's, <laughs> that's our, that's our angle by all means, please hit me up. Um, uncle Mal's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? The podcast, about the podcast right? Podcast, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Before I got distracted by chicken tenders. Your podcast as well. Yes, uh, and that's kind of what a uh, 
a little uh, microcosm of of uh, Psychic Dolphin Garage is is a lot of like long tangents where we just kind of shoot the shit and have fun. It's a it's a good time. Um, we try to keep we try to add some levity to the absolute grind that is uh, life under late capitalism. So yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward actually to this is one of the first episodes I've done in a while that's not super like theory heavy or covering an article or oh, something yeah. like that. So Yeah, trust me, I, I'm an absolute dumbass, so <laughs> I'm I'm more than happy to bring that to the table. <laughs> but, uh, I, but yeah. So we're going to, we've got some, I guess, current event shit yeah. we're going to comment on today. So switching up the format a little bit. But I mean, I don't really, ha- my format is just, is just coot, basically. Hell yeah. Hey, if it works, it works, just, you know? Just put me in front of a microphone with just about anybody and I'll do my thing. Yeah. But uh, the first thing I wanted to bring up was, I thought this shit was really funny. It's a couple of weeks old, but I haven't been able to talk about this too much. And Mm. all the theory cells that listen to this podcast (laughs) will definitely appreciate this. Um, There was a tweet by Chuck Woolery. If you're familiar with, what was it, the love connection? (laughs) I don't think anybody under the age of like 60 is, but yes. Yeah. (laughs) So the love connection was a fucking shitty TV show, <laughs> like a dating game, yeah, kind of style show. Chuck Woolery was the host, um, just kind of like an amorphous '70s, '80s kind of like TV game show host personality. Absolutely, yeah. You can tell by the uh, by the fucking just goofy smirk he has in his Twitter oh, yeah. uh, profile I mean, his, picture. His Twitter avi is really like that's distilling. That is mm-hmm. his essence. Yeah, right he's there. he's he's trying incredibly hard to be like effusive and charming in that way that also says like hey i do not respect women (laughs) (laughs) he's maybe like the and like a real life version of a ron burgundy almost oh absolutely yeah maybe some burgundy energy i i i definitely yeah i feel that yeah but uh here i'll read the tweet if you claim to be a progressive you're saying that hegel a german political philosopher of the 1800s mind you has a better idea of government for America than our founding fathers and our constitution. That's a question. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a question mark on the end of that. I don't... I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> there's the connection, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. And that is exactly what Democrats are saying. Ugh. And yeah, let's see, he goes even further. Here's a, he's yeah, the follow-up, follow-up tweet, tweet is let's great. Yeah. got here. Intelligentsia is stirring over this tweet. <laughs> Hegel, father of stratism and socialism communism fascism what a good guy yes i know teddy was a progressive as well as wilson fdr and the list is endless so what i apparently overstepped my intellectual bounds so sorry another question mark in a non-question wow <laughs> jesus Christ. and that's it that's all we have issue with this guy i mean everything else he said is 100 percent right and good so that's been our show folks no um yeah, I, I doubt that any Democrats, like maybe one percent of Democrats, have ever read Hegel. Oh yeah, or, no. like even know who the fuck Hegel is. Well, so that's the thing. I mean, how often does Hegel like pierce the veil from fucking you know academic and sued discourse into like the day to day political discourse uh, of the twenty twenty first century? You know, yeah, never. Yeah, exactly. Like you see a lot of good Hegel memes, maybe on certain you know corners of Facebook and shit, but you know, like. For for him to to draw this uh, this little family tree of uh, of just 
every every school of thought that he doesn't like going back to Hegel is just so I it's I fucking love it. It's it's amazing. This is definitely like late stage capitalism. This is fucking this is like dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I feel like I just heard about this Hegel guy. Yeah. How, guys. Well, so, so that's, that's kind of the thing I'm wondering now, uh, you know, as we have this conversation, where the fuck did Chuck Wooler, you find out about Hegel? You know? I feel like uh, there was some other, this was in response. There was a post. I can't mm-hmm. remember who the original poster was, but it was basically saying the same kind of shit, like a dumbass Hegel argument. Yeah. And so I think that's what he picked up on. Yeah. And is just kind of repeating it. Did he have, did he have Zizek on his fucking podcast? Like, come on and just make a bunch of terrible sounds and that would be half hilarious. explain Hegel to him. You that know? would be hilarious. Zizek would be like, I remember I would watch the show in the 70s. Love Connection. It was a very good show. It was the real love connection that we are not making. Oh, yeah, I grossed myself out with that one. His, All right, that's canceled. That's that's done. He's going into like the libidinal economy yeah. of the show, The Love Connection. <laughs> and here you have the figure of Chuck Woolery. <laughs> the distillation of, of the masculinity. <laughs> I, I I need to I need to either like read more Zizek just to the point where I can do a good uh, a better impression of him rather, or just it totally expunge Zizek from my brain at some point. <laughs> yeah. I try not to get in the habit of doing them because I can't do them well. Yeah, yeah. You need like a cold almost to really get the get the full, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Shit. Like I just it's 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 such an incomprehensible take that I mean what what uh, would be a good starting a, a good jumping off point really um for Hegel or for this? Oh, I mean for for this for Hegel in in regards to this specifically. Yeah, because I mean like. You know, granted, again, like I said, I I I, I uh, don't read books. I've never read a book in my life, and I will fist fight anyone who accuses me of of doing such. But, um, yeah, like, I mean, so intelligentsia is the ring of the sweet. Hegel, father, uh, statism, socialism, communism, fascism. I don't know if I mean that's kind of like tracing everything back to like the first person to fucking put pen to paper, so to speak. Like it's it's far back enough between you know. It it sucks is my point. Like hey hey, that's like saying Hale's the father of you know fucking first person shooter games or something. You know, it's sort of. Hmm. I'm trying to think. He's basically saying everything. Oh, it wasn't it wasn't stratism. It was statism. Oh yeah. Ah uh, whatever. Which is kind of true. I think like Hegel really did think the Prussian state was kind of like the epitome of like that was the Hegelian. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean that, you know, Hey, like, you know, if if we, you know, make a state that like works, like that's fine, you know? Um, but, uh, at the same time, I, I definitely think statism as it's used. I mean, so uh, returning to the point of like, you know, Hegel as like a philosopher is like, so out of the bounds of like, you know, contemporary discourse, fucking um statism as i would imagine like a dude like chuck woolery would use it or you know some dipshit with a gadsden flag profile picture you know would use it um is so different from probably you know again like like you were saying like hegel's kind of ideal prussian state so eh, beats me (laughs) i think it's interesting here that he's saying essentially 
in saying that he's the father of statism, socialism, communism, and fascism. Yeah. It's like every other ideological flavor under the sun, except for like liberal democracy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> except for the one that I happen to have born been born into, yeah. which is obviously right. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Well, see, uh, that's that's kind of the uh, the fun thing about it's liberal democracy. Exactly. It's self-evident. You know, you're I mean, who needs a dialectic when we're already at the end of the dialectic, you know, fucking... We're, we're, we've been at the end of the dialectic apparently since before, uh, you know, since, since the founding fathers, they got it right the first time, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know why, but I've been just thinking a lot, uh, lately about like the absolute fucking lack of uh, political imagination, just not even within individuals, but like on a more like broad cultural level, uh, lately. And I mean, fucking here, the proof is in the pudding right here. Um, because on the off chance that, like, he does, like, get Hegel at all to then say, like, oh, like, nah, this is the way things are right now. Fucking beautiful. You know, it's 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 this uh, I, I have a, a recurring and constant. Um, well, that kind of overwrites itself. I have a uh, a recurring and just intense hate on for Francis Fukuyama. Which, I mean, you know, is easy to do in retrospect because, I mean, fucking, we, we, we now know history did not, in fact, end. Um, and to see people who, I mean, like, you know, kind of still adopt that mindset of this, you know, mid-early 1990s thing of like, oh, the Soviets are over. It's time for, you know, liberal democracy to just keep on trucking along forever, I guess. And not understanding that it's, you know engaging in one big long slow choke out of the planet it's like okay cool so i guess we're just gonna keep riding this riding this dead meme into the ground i guess yeah very cool not exactly on topic but have you seen the <laughs> there's a phenomenology of spirit like there's a fucking like it's like a cadillac i think and it's on like 20s but it's got that oh yeah yeah hell yes and then i think i've seen it on i've seen it on t-shirts as well mm-hmm that's fucking great. <laughs> might might have to snatch one of those up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Did you did you go to did you go to college at all? Uh, yeah. You yeah. Did, did you take you had to take a philosophy class, right? Uh, no, unfortunately, no. I well, so I did. Uh, I I think the reason I didn't is um, I was a I was a Russian major actually, which uh, as you can tell by uh, by your accent, yeah, by my by my thick accent, uh, <laughs> y'all, uh, and um, I guess a V would be the fucking version of that. Anyway, um, yeah, no, it has nothing, it has not helped me in my day-to-day life at all, but I did get to see a bunch of cool Chekhov plays uh, when I was going to school, so that, that, that makes the debt worth it. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, one of my Russian lit classes uh, overlapped that, so. So they mentioned Hegel in, a, in your Russian lit? Oh, no, 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 I know Hegel 90% through memes, and then, like, 10% me, like, looking up, like, what the fuck does this meme mean? Right. So I, I am the, the archetypal suit, 100%. <laughs> well, I mean, even, so I... I've said this a few times on the pod, but I took like just an intro to philosophy class yeah. and Hegel is not even ever mentioned, even in like a broad like survey course, <laughs> which is seems crazy. So obviously he's not the father of statism, nor socialism, nor communism, nor fascism. I mean, who the fuck is this guy? Nobody knows. But yeah, so that yeah. that covers our boy, our fucking friend here, Chuck Woolery. Yeah. Well, one last thing, again, I, I do want to touch on before uh, we <laughs> leave him in the... Uh, in the dustbin of history, of course, uh, is um, the Teddy was a progressive, as was Wilson, FDR. The list is endless. So what? <laughs> like, again, the 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 
conflation of like early 20th century uh, progressives with like, you know, like Obama progressives or, you know, like contemporary yeah. progressives. I mean, even that is definitely is so unfair like, to yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Like as much as, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of the fucking person cruising down, uh, you know, the street with a fucking Biden, Hillary, 2020 bumper sticker, whatever. Um, you know, they're, they're no fucking Margaret Sanger, so to speak, you know, yeah. they're, they're not, they're not eugenicists explicitly. <laughs> I think yeah. fucking Wilson was, Oh yeah. He had a lot of fucked up. Like he had, I think he had ties to the KKK and shit. He had some weird fun and cool. Yeah. <laughs> that, he had those, some, those were the folks we considered woke back then. Definitely like a reactionary Democrat. Yeah. Hardcore. Beautiful. <laughs> Wonderful. And I think as well, something interesting about Wilson is he was the first, I think he was an actual, he was like a president of a college. Yeah. He was like the first professor to be a president. Ah. But yeah, that is kind of interesting to throw it because we got, okay, so we've got Teddy Roosevelt definitely, you know, associated with the progressive era. Mm-hmm. FDR, I guess. Team. I mean, again, it's like, it's he's blurring the lines between the two definitions, you know. It's, it's like saying, um, shit it's like saying you're a fan of like god I, I can't even think of like a good like band example right now but like a band that like was like you know really doing stuff like you know 10 years ago or so and now they've come out with new albums or something and it's very fucking different but you know the the fandom is the same fandom technically or the they're called the same thing rather uh yeah i guess that's that's really the thing with chuck woolery is things are he has, he's he's being homophonic Ha ha. Yeah, he's, he's having trouble that both those movements are being called uh, progressive at, when, I mean, you know, they're, they're immensely different. But whatever. He's a, uh, you know, just, just an absolute... I mean, just fucking look at him. Just look at the guy. Look at that smug fucking... Here, I'm going to reach over the pot. <laughs> you can't do this on a, on a non-in-person podcast, folks. Yeah. Damn it, I had a good joke Yeah. about this. Do we, do we want to try and... Ah, I'll just move on. Gin it up again, though? No? Okay. Nah. <laughs> Other than Chuck Woolery should host the Bruh Connection. <laughs> his, uh... His, he remains his fucking... So, Blunt Force Truth is the name of his, uh, his podcast, which is... Oh, uh, I didn't even know he had a podcast. Oh, yeah, it's his, uh, it's his cover photo on Twitter. Yeah. Um, with some fucking... Some dude that looks kind of like Glenn Beck, but also kind of like a realtor. Um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we're splitting hairs here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, bruh force truth or something. I don't know. That's, that's nothing. That's nothing. Next item on the agenda. I'm sure you saw this one. This was a post from Paul Joseph Watson. Yes. With a scantily clad bartender who <laughs> proceeds to <laughs> on video, what she kind of secures a, beer glass between her butt cheeks and then kind of maneuvers in front of the tap. Yeah. Pours the beer, serves the beer <laughs> directly from ass. It's, it's fucking impressive. Honestly, like a lot of people say booty like pow, but <laughs> wow. That's, I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a move for sure. It's a power move. Yeah. Fucking somebody will do that. And you know, some, a bartender will go above and beyond like that. And boomers still won't fucking tip. So, you know, that's, that, that is the society in which we live. Um, but yes, back to, um, uh, PJW throwing an absolute shit fit over it. Um, that's really entertaining. I love when like these guys are mad about things and they're always mad about things. So, 
it's it's honestly a fucking miracle that they put out their content for free you know i love that he said his response was um this is why the terrorists hate us mm-hmm yeah, which is which is absolutely weird. It's like, okay, cool. So Wait, you're what? like, <laughs> yeah. So you're kind of couching your like approval of your beloved because you know he's one of those big like Western civilization guys, you know. Um, so you're couching your approval of, you know, objectively like impressive feats of the human body, like pouring a beer into a into a glass that's held between someone's clasped ass, ass cheeks. Say that five times fast, Jesus. Um, and you're like, oh, well, some, you know, some random lobbyist, uh, you know, would hate this. So that that means we're we're degenerates or whatever, you know, it's like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> I think what's most interesting about it is that mm-hmm. he is ostensibly like I'm not super, super into PJW or whatever the fuck. But yeah. Isn't he one of these guys that's he's definitely on the Western civilization thing. But is he one of those like. Islamophobe type doesn't. Oh, he absolutely. Kind of, he kind yeah. of pushes that button too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, essentially, it's in the uh, the same way. Like a lot of those, again, keeps coming back to the buzzword Western civilization. Which I mean, you know, fucking plenty of ink has been spilled on that, and why that's such a fucking loaded term. Um, but uh, yeah, like it, it's the kind of thing where his conception of it is, you know, fucking we got it right in my very romanticized version of the uh, of the you know of the Enlightenment. And nothing needs to change since. Um, and that includes his conception of everywhere that is not, you know, capital T, capital W, the West, being just backwards and savage and evil. So, yeah. But yeah, I thought it was kind of, he's kind of sympathizing with, or he's aligning himself with the moral judgments of the of the terrorists, yeah. right? Which, I mean, he probably, he probably was before terrorists or, you know, I mean, you know, like anyone came into his fucking mind, like, because to these types, anything that's not like, again, a very romanticized idea of, Hey, this is a nuclear family from whether it's, you know, the fifties or the Victorian era or some weird, you know, uh, some weird melange of the two, uh, into their own little fucking, uh, into their own little imaginative play space. It becomes, uh, I lost my train of thought. Fuck. Wait. How about this? And that, yeah. the tweet I sent you, he's giving the soy face. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought this was... I was really impressed. I thought that capitalism had run out of ideas entirely. But uh-huh. when I saw this, this <laughs> hero, this unsung hero, <laughs> put that glass between her ass cheeks, I thought that, wow, that this is... Capitalism really does still have some juice left. No, again, yeah. It can innovate. It I can mean, create well, new well, ideas. Well, that's the thing. That's not just... Ca- that's the human spirit right there, you know? <laughs> uh, in, in, a, in a better in a better world, uh, you know, uh, she would get the full returns of the labor of fucking <laughs> pouring a glass with her ass. But, uh, no pun this intended... This is now intellectual property as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got to exactly. file a patent for that yeah, immediately. Uh-huh, yeah, I mean, you know, fucking... How, however many uh, however many glasses of beer you pour with your ass, your boss is still just paying you hourly anyway. So, turns um, out Monsanto actually has that <laughs> IP on on this technique, unfortunately. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, seeing seeing um, uh, you know inter- intellectual dark web types, which that that term is still as goofy as it was when it was coined. I fucking and it it thrills me that some people use that like unironically to refer to themselves. Um, 
seeing them get mad about this. Oh, no. Yeah. The point I was trying to make earlier is, uh, you know, Paul Joseph Watson is probably just as mad about like any, you know, display of sexuality as, uh, you know, any, you know, reactionary cleric anywhere, you know? So to see him wring his hands over this is, is, is really entertaining. What's funny, what I, mm-hmm. or what I find kind of ironic about conservatives that make these kind of moral arguments is so much of the shit that they bitch about, yeah. about the decline is all due to capitalism. Oh, like absolutely. Yeah. Standards and all this shit. Like yeah. it's been enabled and created by the material relations of, yeah. of capital. <laughs> and, and that's the thing too. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, they, 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 they do want this return to their fairy tale version of the 1950s or whatever particular time period they idealize, but they don't realize that, you know, you can't, you, you know, you can't lock time in like that no matter what, but you especially can't lock time in when, you know, we live in a society. Gotta get that in at some point. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have a disease. Um, we live in a world where (laughs) where you know you've gotta constantly be fucking doing something new and getting ahead of the market and you know you can't have fucking picket fences and uh you you know your barred out wife cooking the same chicken she's been cooking since like a week ago for you when you get home from your job at the madman offices or something i don't know this this uh metaphor is becoming really strained my point is um the entire worldview is just so fucking goofy yeah Let's see, what else do I have to say about yeah. this? I'm just going to glance. No, the, yeah. what I wanted to say, last thought on this is, I was a little bit disappointed this whole thing didn't have more legs in terms of mm-hmm. this bartender, because yeah. remember there was like Ice Bay, like that that was the thing, Ugh. right, for like a yeah. week. And yeah, this got kind of slept on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, you would think, again, it's it's... You know what? I, I think it's uh it's it's really male gazy and that uh you know since her face isn't on display uh you know no no recognition that's 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 my that that's the one little bit of Zizek actually coming in um on on the off chance that he uh, on the off occasion that he um is vaguely feminist and not you know uh, just garbage and I don't I don't mean garbage in in the terms that he loves like to root trash, for the garbage like yeah from the trash yes exactly yeah you know what I mean um. Yeah. No, um, God, I had one other thing for this. Oh, no, but yeah, um, speaking of things being slept on, I do, you know, I do have to say it's good to see that, you know, figures like, and I mean, you know, it's, it's not just Paul Joseph Watson. It's, it's the people like him in the last, I mean, even couple of years, but you know, I, I feel like it's, it's a lot of it's come to a head lately that they have gotten way less recognition. They are way more clickbaity and desperate. Uh, it's, it's refreshing to see. And I mean, you know, like you were saying, they claim to love capitalism so much, but it constantly, you know, uh, fucking, they, they end up tripping over its dick at every turn. You know, Milo Yiannopoulos is broke now. Fucking, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're resorting to, you know, where, where, PJW was once go, you know, at least attempting to go on about like, oh, this is the, you know, these, these issues are germane to our day-to-day life and you should, you know, get out there and do something about organize with your, with your lads, you know, now it's like, hey, there's a bartender pouring beer with her ass. Oh no. You know? Ooh, I just had an idea. This is like, this is really funny because, okay, so there's a 
book by Jean Baudrillard. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah. But it's called the, uh, I think, The Spirit of Terrorism. And one of the big, like, ideas in the book was that the West was, like, kind of psychically begging for this event to happen, mm-hmm. like an event like 9-11. And it was expressing itself through a lot of these um, these kind of apocalyptic movies, um, like fucking Independence Day and... yeah. I'm trying to think what the other like the day after tomorrow yeah no i know what you mean yeah these uh these movies where there's uh i mean you know fucking independence day was is, is a great example in that like they literally blow up the fucking white house you know it's it's this um this victim complex that um was aspirational at the time and you know is now not an actual victim complex either of course uh considering you know they're a fucking hegemonic power but you know, this idea that, hey, we're, we're, we're the underdogs here in our, in our own way, despite, you know, running the fucking planet, you know, yeah. But it, it, there's like a weird psychoanalytic dimension to it. Mm-hmm. And you can see that really here too, when he's talking about how the people um, are like, this is why the terrorists hate us. Yeah. Like in a sense, he's acknowledging his own repulsiveness at his own culture that he is claims sort of, to be a claims to of. valorize. Right. Yeah. So it's this weird, like, fucked up death drive. I don't know. There's some kind of, like, Lacanian or <laughs> yeah. Freudian weird shit going on. Oh, absolutely, not- yeah. Well, I, that's the thing, too. You know, there there is a weird, and especially, I mean, you know, maybe not as much lately, but in in its kind of infancy, when it was kind of growing out of, like, the pickup artist movement, and, uh, well, I mean, even still now, the the online rights is incredibly psychosexually interesting you might say um oh, absolutely yeah uh, and and i'm not i'm not a great psycho i, I i'm not i'm not well versed in psychoanalysis by any means so uh, you know i'm entirely talking out of my ass uh but i keep doing that i think that that deserves i, I think that deserves a few hours in therapy you, actually i have a beer glass <laughs> we can shove in your mouth <laughs> perfect thank you <laughs> yeah um but yeah, like uh, a pilsner, rather. There, there, there we go. go. Yeah, yeah. Can you say the first part of that word? The, the, the P part of that word. It's slower this time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's this weird line they have to draw of, oh, I'm the the macho Western man. I fuck and I fuck well, but also sex is disgusting. Um, you know, because they a lot of their ideas on masculinity are not actually informed by the time period they they valorize you know whether again that which whichever part of the past they're they're viewing with these fucking sepia glasses it's more so the cultural notion of that time period of the past that we have now or even just modern cultural notions too because you know that's that is the guy everyone wants to be according to the fucking you know psychic terrorism the mythical chad yeah the mythical chad i mean Uh, homer wrote the whole the odyssey about (laughs) About the Chad Odysseus. No, man. Odysseus was a cuck. There were like fucking 20 <laughs> dudes lining up to fuck his wife when he, right when he got home, you know? No. Uh, <laughs> God, there, there's something in here uh, you could do with like Joseph Campbell and like the, the Chad's journey or something. Yeah, like, exactly. You start as an incel and emerge a Chad at the other end. I don't know. Um, that uh, <laughs> we, will, we will plumb those fertile depths at some the point mono in the future. Myth. <laughs> yeah, the mano myth, more there like. Yeah, there we go. We brought it home, much like noble Odysseus. Uh, but yeah, so they've got to kind of square the circle on, you know, 
we don't want our women and it's always our women, you know, specifically, it's not just women as people of their own. Um, we don't want our women being degenerate sluts, but also, I mean, come on, you know, I slay puss, you know? So it's, yeah. So, so that the, the point I was meandering around this whole time is that they, they end up with this very confused identity of, Hey, you know, we kind of have our roots in like PUAs and even now, like a lot of our, you know, a lot of our goons, so to speak, are, you know, disaffected young men who think that the reason they can't get laid is because of some Jewish cabal that controls the world. Because of feminism. Because of feminism. Yeah, exactly. Feminism at, at its, at, at its like, at the surface level. Um, and then, you know, as you get down, it's, it's, you know, the Zog that is telling us that not only is the earth flat or not flat rather, but, um, you know, uh, they're, they're trying to outbreed white people or whatever fucking absurd conspiracy theory. Oh yeah, white uh, genocide. That's one of my favorites. White genocide oh, dude, time. that is one of my favorite fucking dipshit conspiracy theories. Like, I, <laughs> I don't remember where exactly, but like a couple years ago, I found this Twitter that was just white genocide anime girl memes. 100% ironic too. It was just like some guy. It wasn't like a like one of those twitters that catches like that you know acts as a repository of garbage. It was just <laughs> garbage, and it was so fucking entertaining. Um. Yeah, that's the irony too of a lot of these guys. I mean, they're 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 sex obsessed, but also like don't go outside. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's interesting. It's it's real horseshoe theory shit too. Um, yeah, this is like legitimate horseshoe theory in praxis because we have Paul Joseph Watson and we've got someone like Al Zahari mm-hmm. on the opposite ends of the horseshoe, but they're very close together in their fucking weird conservative. <laughs> that I think yeah there's a there's always some weird psychoanalytic element to, to oh to, yeah, like, yeah, with, yeah with power and fascists and shit like mm-hmm. it's super crazy I did a really interesting episode actually if you haven't listened to it one of my best ones is with Todd McGowan on the no. con it's pretty accessible I think cool 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 Wait, definitely and actually the title of the episode is the Chad Lacan <laughs> and we talk about that kind of dynamic of incels and like dig into the psychoanalysis of it but any God. any last thoughts on on our uh, butt beer serving <laughs> friend? This bartender deserves a fucking raise. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or like a, a bad like fucking like at least the the the, the smallest dignity I, I believe that capitalism can give to somebody who deserves to be famous but doesn't actually end, ever end up being famous is like you know, a one season show on some fucking streaming platform that dies a year later. Like at least, <laughs> at least that, that small dignity please. you know, one of those like 15 minute, um, fucking adult swim shows. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. Yep. Uh, next on the list, I thought it was very sneaky of Bernie this week to announce that he is for legalizing mids. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. God bless you. God bless you. Grandpa. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure that when he tweeted this out, it was at 420 as well. Yes. Yeah. Which which was a beautiful stroke of genius. Yeah, like, oh my God. Not sure if it's real or not, but someone did post that it was also 60. There were also 69 days left in the year. You know what? I think, you know, I, I'm i going to choose to believe that whether it's true or not, <laughs> actually. I, somebody could literally show me a fucking calendar right now and point out, oh no, there's fucking, you know, 70 something or whatever. The Illuminati is real. And yes. And we will defeat them this with is a sign of it. With the funny numbers. <laughs> 69, 420, 666, 1312, all combined forces into just one powerful megazord 
1917. Yeah, that works. Can you can you do a good Bernie? Uh, shit. I was about to bust into one. Actually, I he fucking Bernie is a pretty good stoner name. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Bernie. Like, like, uh, th- that would be like the uh, like the name of like the cool, like in like some stoner college movie. Like, like, don't call me Professor Sanders. I'm Professor Bur. Uh, just call me Bernie. And then he fucking <laughs> lights up a joint right in the middle of the fucking classroom, and everybody, everybody goes like, yeah, and high fives, and that's the fucking end of the trailer or something. It's Professor stoner they that was the title they came up with <laughs> i've got like the genesis of a of a bit for bernie talking about mids but i just can't quite get over the hump into something no let's, let's workshop it yeah let's let's uh <laughs> yeah let's 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 work this out yeah the mids shall be legalized oh that's a good one <laughs> yeah i don't know i just love the voice yeah the voice is the voice is good bernie's got a fun voice I mean, that's, I, I think that's why uh, all us dipshit millennials love him so much is just because like, he's fun to listen to. It's like Sesame Street. My wife, know? Jane and I in Burlington <laughs> sit home and we smoke and we get dunked or we smoke fat doinks every night. <laughs> I don't know. It's terrible. We get blazed. You get the idea. We watch Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> that was not a good Bernie, but whatever. Um, yeah, no, but, uh, to, uh, to get to the political part of that, uh, cause God, I could, I could just do his fucking Larry David bit fucking forever. Mids care for all. Mids care for all. There, that's it. That's I've what actually it is. posted that too. I was like, N4A stands for mids care for all. Mids for all. Fuck yeah, it should. No cop shit. Mandatory THC usage after yeah. the revolution. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not at least like a little bit microdose, we, like, come on. <laughs> we are getting rid of the fluoride in the water and we are replacing it. With THC. <laughs> yes. Everybody's going to be fucking stoned and riding on trains and God, it's going to be yes. great. God, that's paradise. Good thing the planet's going to burn before we get to that point. But, you know, I'm sure the, uh, the Mad Max, uh, future where we where you know, marijuana has gone extinct. will be fine too. That'll be good. Um, yeah, no, I think like it's it's real savvy of him politically to like, because I mean this it's you know it's kind of like background noise in every election ever of like you know l- marijuana legalization is it going to happen? What's the fucking you know? And it has happened locally in a couple places now, um, or more than a couple. I mean, it's it seems like it's more and more every day, which I think is awesome. Fifteen states, fucking maybe. There is something I am so booty blasted about, just chronically angry, like fucking. And I and I only knew this because I lived there for like the last year or so. Um, Oklahoma has medical weed now, and we down here in the uh, great state of Texas, you know, uh, yeah, hell yeah, y'all, hell that that, uh, that was, <laughs> I really fucked that one up. Anyway, um, yeah, like when the fuck are we getting on that shit? You know, we can't we can't be beat by goddamn Oklahoma. Oklahoma sucks. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, it's it's really cool that he's kind of got out in front of this uh, admittedly background conversation to say, hey, yeah, uh, all you dipshits that are against me because you think I'm like a young people candidate, like everybody smokes weed, you know, fucking boomers smoke weed. They've been doing it since the 60s. So now that fucking like oil pens are a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll have to tell you some stories offline. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was the thing at my, my fucking, uh, the place I worked at in college, like, um, fucking one of the bartenders, uh, would just essentially hand them out like, all right, here's, here's yours for the shift. Like, just be cool. And it was, it was just magical. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've ever worked for food servers before, but, uh, when, when you're stuck on that fucking, like, you know, 
like noon to four shift where you're waiting for the fucking dinner people to show up. There's a lot of nothing you got to do. And it really helps to be at least a little bit high while that nothing is happening. So I don't know if I could function in a high stress and dynamic uh, well, environment. Yeah, like a that's, restaurant that's the thing. You, you, you just need to function just enough. <laughs> I would be forgetting shit, going to the wrong table, go back to the like kitchen just, and forget what the fuck I was doing. Just like people do normally at a restaurant. Have to yeah. go back to the table. Uh, what did you guys order again? Okay. I guarantee you. Yeah. Fuck. There, there are plenty of, there, there's plenty of weights that have to do this shit stone cold sober. So you might as well at least be enjoying it. <laughs> I thought that cocaine was really the drug for a job like being a waiter. So yeah. Uh, uh, bartender fucking well. yeah. Front of house. Uh, you know, they're all drunk and high. Uh, back of house. They are just coke other minds especially the fancier a place is you know that's that's when it's like all right this is super fucking high stakes we gotta you know real teeth grinding shit so just doing fucking rail fat rails off of the off the uh, off the grill yeah. <laughs> off of the cleaver man yeah the, i like that imagery oh yeah no that's that's really that's fucking metal yeah i like that fucking a any other thoughts on, on bernie I mean, mids. yeah, not particularly I mean, there's a lot of thoughts, I think, but, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, fucking, I'm, I'm sure like, I, I'm sure there's a lot to be said about just, you know, the state of, uh, you know, marijuana legalization in the country, especially decriminalization in terms of, Hey, let's get rid of mandatory minimum sentencing and, you know, admit we've lost the war on drugs, uh, and all that. Uh, so, I mean, that would be fucking some great steps too. I mean, we didn't even talk about this in terms of like a criminal justice angle. Which, I mean, uh, if the world's going to end, at least they could give us legalized mids. Yeah, let some folks out of jail for, you know, victimless crimes and, you know, let let, it, let us all uh, at least uh, have a little buzz on as the meteor approaches to, right. uh, yeah, wipe us off the face of the planet. I don't get why the, like, soft authoritarian state doesn't realize that mm-hmm. a bunch of fucking stoners aren't going to, like, overthrow. Aren't going to rise up. Yeah, no, give us the Soma. <laughs> More yeah, than likely. Give us the fucking Soma. And we'll, I mean, fucking, yeah, I'll be making, you know, 50 cents an hour at a goddamn Amazon fulfillment. torture. Yeah. Fulfillment center. Fulfillment center. Yeah, the fulfillment is me torturing, like, orphan children for Jeff Bezos to watch later or something. And, uh, yeah, like, I don't care because I'm just super stoned and I've got my rent paid. So thank you. Uh, thank you, you know, capitalist administrative state. So anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, so Tulsi Gabbard just going all all in in the Hillary Clinton shit this week. <laughs> it's oh wow, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's it, it's really I, I can't help but feel like she's a little bit like behind the curve on this one. You know, either that or she's so far ahead of the curve that fucking nobody knows what's going on. Th- this shit is so weird. I mean. There's a lot of uh, this whole Russia shit. I mean, I don't really pay attention to like mm-hmm. the discourse in terms of like I'm not paying too much attention to electoral politics. I'm not paying yeah much attention to kind of like the mainstream political bullshit. Yeah, and why should you? It's, it's garbage. Crap. Yeah, but I did think this was really funny. Like she straight up did call her out pretty fucking stone cold. She yeah. did in that debate actually not that long ago as well. I did happen to catch that. Yeah, but. What this reminded me of, I want to make a meme, and I don't know if you've ever seen this. I think it's a Thomas Nast cartoon from, like, the early 20th century, and it's, like, standard oil. It mm-hmm. is, like, this octopus, and it's got, like, all these tentacles. All over the place. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to make it, because my joke is that she, it's Cthulhu Gabbard, like, she's Cthulhu. Nice, nice. 
So I thought that'd be a good image, and I'd have like <laughs> the octopus would be la- labeled Cthulhu Gabbard, and one of the arms would be like Assad, and maybe another one is <laughs> I don't know Putin. I don't like I don't know. That's what I've got so far. No, I like it. I've I got to fill in the blanks, but that, hey, I think there's something here with this meme. <laughs> Not to make too too bad a pun, but that meme's got legs. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe yeah. like working out will be another. Yeah, like, there. <laughs> Pilates yeah. or some shit. Fuck yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, I feel like, um, you know, fucking speaking of memes, Hillary Clinton is a meme that I kind of expected to die down entirely past the 2016 election. And for the most part, you know, she she kind of did step into the shadows, thank God, because I can't imagine. Can you imagine how fucking like how much fuel for the fire of Oh, if like, she was in the race now? Well, not, not only if she were in the race now, but if she had continued to be in the public spotlight through you know the last four years or so uh or last three years you know four years i'm so fucking programmed by the fucking dumb election cycle (laughs) that's how i'm talking now um but yeah in the last couple years like if hillary had been in the um in the spotlight more i think that would really have given a lot more fuel for the whole like reactionary turn that it expected trump to do so much because i mean you know they trump is like a useful like focal point for them sure and as much as he is their guy it's a lot easier for them to have a villain than it is for them to have a hero because, you know, when, when Trump gets elected and their lives don't improve because, you know, nothing fundamentally material has changed, like, and they don't have a big bad, then they, you know, I mean, either they radicalize further and end up, you know, fucking Adam Waffen dudes or something, or they just kind of fucking, you know, give up and become that kind of racist guy at the anime shop, you know? Also, I don't know if anime is sold in physical stores anywhere, um, or at least I, I haven't. I'm sure it is, but like a specific anime store, God, I can't imagine the kind of person who hangs out there. I'd imagine that 90% of the people who do probably are very racist. <laughs> no, that guy buys all his anime online. My point is, um, no, I already made my point. Fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> You've really... You really stepped in it here because there is a yeah. place in Austin. Oh, is there? Yeah. I've got a guy. I'm, I'm, I'm a recent transplant, man. You got to, you know, I'll, uh, Austin I'll Books, take a look. Austin Books and Comics is yeah. pretty, it's tremendous. Uh, they've got a fucking huge shop. They've definitely nice. got anime. I mean, it's mostly comics, Western yeah. comics, but they've got tons of comics. They've definitely got some anime um, and then, or manga, sorry, not anime. Yeah. I'm sure you could probably buy. I'm sure, yeah. I'm yeah, sure it's fuck, all, all I just the... fucked myself. <laughs> <laughs> myself but it's pretty dope. I mean, they've got fucking figurines and like all kinds of shit. Nice, nice. All, 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 all the, all the fun nerd shit. The mandatory yep. Funko Pops. I was gonna say, yeah, they've got a wall of Funko Pops, probably. Uh, fucking a. Walk in and just assailed by Funko Pops. Can't wait. <laughs> Which is like, this is just an example of how fucking dumb capitalism is. Mm-hmm. These like. I mean, it's it's the Big Bang Theory. I mean, like I've you know I, I fucking ostensibly somebody must like it. I've never met him. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's Joe Biden. Somebody must like Joe Biden. I've fucking never met him. You know, it's, ugh. it's yeah. There's something weird about I don't know collecting itself. Like there's a weird psychology. Yeah, to that and and, and like. You know, I, I get it I to an extent. As well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. everybody has, like, something they collect, even if it's not, like, you know, a collection, so to speak. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, hey, here's this little fucking knickknack I thought was cool. And sometimes that knickknack happens to be not as specific as something, but as broad as Flintstones memorabilia or fucking whatever it happens to be. Um, 
but Funko Pops specifically just they're just aesthetically poor like they're fucking hard to look at you know the dumb little fuck they're minions for millennials is what they are how much like how st- much money do you think they make because what i think their bu- business model i want to w- know what their business model is like because yeah you've got to be paying licensing fees out mm. the ass is it like a subsidiary of fucking disney or something oh yeah if, you if know not what I mean? like it's got to be t- if not originally it's got to be now like, yeah, they have pretty everything broad, yeah. like ip that yeah they're getting and these sh- things have got to be incredibly cheap to produce oh they're yeah making, I mean, they're they've got to be making they're literally a fucking, fucking killing off yeah of this vinyl shit. figurines yeah uh, yeah, I feel yeah, bad yeah. because I got my roommate addicted to Funko Pops. Oh, dude. Totally so by sorry. accident. <laughs> <laughs> there was just one. Uh, so he was kind of a fan of The Punisher mm-hmm. right around the time that like the Netflix series was coming out. So oh, yeah, I bought him yeah. one as like a Christmas gift or some mm-hmm. shit. And then he bought like 20. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. No, I no, enabled this terrible there, there, there must be some chemical in the plastic that just gets people addicted. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw an AOC Funko as well. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Not going to lie, though. I probably would buy, like, <laughs> if there were philosopher Funko Pops. <laughs> uh, adorable. Probably, and then yeah. I would be just, like, in my giant bubble bath. Like, yeah, surrounded by them. Smashing them all together. Like, oh, look, this is Hegel and They're this kissing is now, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, like, doing little voices for them. Like, oh, uh, yeah, like battle German accents dialectic, and stuff. Uh, yeah. Dialectics, categorical comparative, <laughs> what? German idealism, bitch. <laughs> I built... Uh, I built a uh, a Marx uh, Funko Pop off of shit I stole from work, you know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like a potato from the back room, and like just rigged it together into this Frankenstein. Like a Marx, a Marx and a Sterner fight. Like I'm just like smashing them together. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, pretty funny. Yeah, I would really love a Sterner. Uh, like a little, Sterner Funko would be good. Not not necessarily even a Funko, but like it, you know, in the style of like that like one drawing yes. of him that's always used. Yeah, I would fucking love like a little figurine like that. That you could like pose and also like, you know, you ever see like, uh, like those pictures of like, uh, like they'll take like a JoJo's one and a Dragon Ball one and do like a fucking meme or something with it. Very descriptive, uh, <laughs> that sentence. But like, just throwing Stern, uh, Stern in the mix like that, I think it'd be really fucking, really entertaining. I've been thinking of going as that doodle of Sterner for Halloween. Oh, just, that'd be great. I don't know if I yeah. could do like a paper mache, maybe, or well, just I mean, like, I was thinking yeah. about getting like a stick and just have that little doodle printed. That'd out be good. Just yeah. Have that in front of my face. Yeah. I don't know if or, that would work. Or, I mean, you know, it's, it's not going to track anyway because it's a fucking philosopher Halloween costume and nobody's going to fucking yeah. get it. Uh, but if you did want to do it still, which I think would be cool as shit, um, you know how people do like the borderlands, uh, cosplay where they like do like that kind of painterly style, but with makeup. Oh, I mean, yeah. I think that would be the way to oh, go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty, uh, I had an idea and I'm not going to be able to get around to it because I mean, fucking, you know, we're recording this like a week out from Halloween, basically not even, um, sexy Diogenes, which <laughs> I'm sorry you were taking a sip at red as I said that, um, that's brilliant. It's yeah. You, I mean, it's super easy too. you just do a toga, um, like, like smear a, some shit, you smear some shit all over yourself. Yeah. Um, do like a little, like, you know, dog stuffed animal, um, hanging out of, uh, well, so basically like you get like like a big paper mache like amphora or something, you know, with like holes for your legs to get out the bottom of. <laughs> and the said legs are covered in fishnet tights. And then, you know, you've got like either sandals or heels, depending on, you know, if, if you really want to, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. Wear the heels for, for Speak, the photo shoot and then live your own truth with it. Exactly. Change, change into the Grecian looking sandals when you, uh, you know, when you, when you go out trick or treating or, uh, you know, hit the bars or whatever. 
I don't, I, if a fucking, if a grown ass adult showed up to my front door, trick or treating in a sexy Diogenes costume, you know what? You're coming inside. You're hanging out with us now. <laughs> now you're, now you're joining us because I'm not letting this, this horror escape into the world. And, Here, uh, have some edibles, young man. Yes. Yeah. You've earned it. That's the one trick or treater we're giving edibles to. Also, I've got some mm. razor blades. And, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, some, some, yeah, syringes. Yeah. yeah, yeah poison that's all my like candy jar is <laughs> yeah I, I love to just reach into a jar of rat poison syringes and, and razor blades and just chomp you know yeah i mean these mm-hmm. younger kids what do you, i mean they're into weird shit yeah absolutely these, the, the zoomers i mean fucking they just they they love death even more than you know even more than we did so it's it's crazy. Um, no, going back to the uh, going back to the mids thing briefly though, and just legalization more broadly. As marijuana becomes like a more like broadly like culturally like you know it's pretty culturally accepted so far. I would say other than you know I'm sure there's like dipshits who are still on some reefer madness shit you know, but I think as more people actually have experience with with smoking weed and you know not. I, I my, my the point I'm, I'm I'm getting around to is it still blows my fucking mind that every year there are stories where it's like, you know, some local news channel is putting out, hey, look out, you don't want fucking people giving your kids edibles for Halloween. It's like no, nobody's wasting their good drugs on your dumb child, you know, especially not the people giving out Halloween candy. That shit's expensive, man. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, you fucking go down right now to fucking Target or something, get a big old bag of, um, you know, those little milk duds boxes for. For fucking 15 bucks or whatever. I mean, you know, can you imagine that same amount of edibles in like little milk dud? Like, you know, or I just fucking love milk does. So that's my example. But God, that'd be great if that were, that was how they were distributed though, right? I would be trick or treating. <laughs> Fun size edibles. <laughs> or I mean, even razor blades, syringes, whatever. Like, <laughs> just hook, hook me up, dog. Uh, yeah. Uh, something interesting as mm-hmm. well that's going on that I think will be kind of like our last topic for the episode, but no, it seems like there's sort of a, there's a reaction to neoliberalism that is sweeping the globe quietly. Yes. Quietly by design too. I, I guarantee you it's not quiet. It's quiet in the, uh, the core of, uh, of neoliberalism, but yeah, sorry, you were doing an intro there. <laughs> and so, I mean, we've got shit. There's, I didn't even know there was things going on in Algeria, for example. Oh yeah. Yeah. Until someone, I did put out a message on the, on the podcast Twitter. I was like, what do you want us to talk about? What current events are popping off? Mm-hmm. And I got a couple for this specifically. And I have to admit, I'm, I'm kind of woefully uninformed. Oh, me too. About yeah. the, the majority of it. I mean, I've been loosely paying attention. I don't really, I don't ever watch the fucking news. Oh no, fuck no. Watching the news is, I mean, that's, that's worse than not watching the news yeah. almost not to sound like a fucking, you know, go live in a van in the desert kind of dude. But yeah. So I don't even know, I guess I, by osmosis somehow get my news from like mostly what the discourse is on Twitter. Yeah. The internet. I mean, More yeah, or less. like there's, there's plenty of, uh, you know, and, and that's the thing. I mean, even from some of these bigger sources, the written news is a lot better, like in terms of quality than, um, you know, television oh, news, yeah, cable news. Yeah. Because I mean, trash. just in terms of the amount of content to, you know, to fulfill a 24 hour news cycle, like, you know, you just end up with this big cancerous blob of, Hey, let's fill this with every fucking thing. we can, we can imagine that we're allowed to actually air. So, 
Yeah. There's a, yeah. So, I mean, you know, in, in fucking every corner of the globe, there, there are uprisings and protests ongoing that don't even get a peep. I mean, uh, you know, the, the fucking, uh, and I'm going to butcher this. So apologies in advance. Uh, the Gilles Jeans or, you know, the yellow vest in France, um, you know, they had their initial start and, uh, then there were like, you know, some very small brief imitators in the U S and Canada, which the funny thing about those two is they were like, they had like a conservative event. I don't know if you saw those at all, but basically it was people who saw people rising up against, you know, France's like, you know, right wing neoliberal government. Um, and then deciding, yeah, we should do that here too. But also, uh, you know, conservative because we're fucking idiots and we assume every government is like some left wing, you know, communistocracy. Um, and and as far as I know, the American or the you know uh, North American ones have uh, have have died down by now. Um, but uh, you know, there's really been no big media coverage of the yellow vests in France since, uh, despite them going strong. Uh, I mean, like you know, just again, from the fucking like Facebook pages I follow about that topic specifically, you know, they're still out there demonstrating, uh, you know, pretty regularly. So the, the fact that that kind of thing just gets absolutely yeah, you buried. Haven't heard about, I haven't heard much coverage about that in like ever a couple of months. Well, it was, it was, it got a little bit of traction yeah. in the news there, but that's been like three or four months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super weird that, I mean, it just doesn't get the amount of attention that it, you know, I mean, probably would if it you know were i mean hong kong for instance you know it seems like hong kong's kind of grabbing the spotlight here i wonder why you know what i mean um yeah chile as well though Uh, i mean and it's it's good to hear too that they're like recently successful um in in, insofar as uh getting some of demands for um, higher wages and better pensions and i think lower electricity bills too uh there was a video um i saw kind of uh just a compilation of like just you know, demonstrations and police and all that, you know, riot porn stuff basically. But, um, one of the things that like basically actually made me fucking salivate straight up was, uh, one of the energy buildings there, uh, their offices just fully engulfed in flames. And oh, I was yeah, like, that was fucking Fuck, awesome. Yes. yes. Like, you know, where, where was that energy in the U S fucking during the, you know, Dakota access pipeline stuff, you know? And like, granted, it's hard for or us even to during 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, fucking whenever, you know, where, where's that energy here? Uh, like, you know, and granted, like a lot of that is because we have a, a very understandable fear of the police state because they will shoot you for, you know, looking at them wrong, let alone getting out and demonstrating, uh, you know, especially depending on your skin color. Um, but to, to have that amount of, uh, people on the ground and you know fucking shit up for lack of a better way to put it and then to come out the other side successful i mean that's that's fucking gorgeous you know i mean i'm i'm honestly incredibly envious you know direct action direct action gets the fucking goods yeah yeah it really does it's it can't be understated enough uh you know as, as as much as uh we can you know sign petitions and shit like Smashing windows and burning McDonald's signs, all, all all that all that Banksy shit really does make a difference, you know. So, and the other, I don't can't remember. I'm, yet Chile and mm-hmm. Ecuador confused, but so one is where they burned down the building that was like the home of the utility company, the uh, IMF one, right? And then the other country had like 
they <laughs> they were raising the train fares, so they fucking set the trains on fire. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, that, that's the thing with with the, the Chilean one. Um, like it, that was kind of the kickoff of like a lot of other issues that had kind of been roiling for a while in terms of like you know you know the minimum wage is too low, yada yada yada. Um, was these fucking school kids um, initially starting the protests over uh, you know the the transit hikes and. Uh, apparently the police, which go figure the police in Chile are, you know, incredibly fucking brutal and right wing. Um, the, uh, the, the police just absolutely beat the shit out of one of these little kids. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what kicked off a broader, uh, broader response by the people, which that kind of thing's so fucking great, you know? I mean, not the, you know, horrible brutality that led to it, of course, but the fact that people actually mobilized and, and that's the thing too. I, I feel you know, there, there's a lot of discontentment in this country, you know, you know, people are unhappy, people who are happy with the way things are right now. I mean, shit, that that's almost just more despicable than people who are unhappy, but reactionary. Um, Steven Pinker is very happy. Yeah. This is the best life has ever been, bro. Yeah. Like, um, but that's the thing, like even people who do hold pretty, you know, garbage reactionary views and have a very poor understanding of the world, like at least they get that, you know, shit could be better, you know? Um, but that's, that's kind of the problem then of building a, you know, popular movement is, you know, you have these people who will fight tooth and nail against their own interests, you know, because of fucking, you know, because, because they, they bought a thin blue line t-shirt once and thought, resentiment. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This, 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 this dummy thick resentiment they've got, um, <laughs> That's that's a that's a good one. That's, that's a terrible. That's the quote of the episode. Right there. <laughs> I'm gonna get some fucking booty short. I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm gonna start eating way more and working out more. Just just squats only. Get the, get some thick glutes. Get some booty shorts with resentment across the across the back. Yeah, like fuck you yeah. Activate the glutes. It's <laughs> like activating the proletarian. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to reclaim the means of production, but my ass cheeks are dummy thick, and they keep alerting the capitalists. And I've got a I've got a pilsner glass stuck. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah. I mean, I, again, as as much uh, attention. Uh, I mean, shit, and we haven't even gone over like a lot of you know fucking Haiti and Lebanon, and you know. As, as much attention as again the the lamestream media to, to I know what a zinger uh, to steal a term from um, yeah <laughs> oh god <laughs> to steal a term from some absolutely terrible uh, parts of some very still mainstream media um, the focus on Hong Kong especially I mean that's not even going into all the dumb business interactions between you know uh, American businesses and China. Uh, the focus, uh, the media focus on Hong Kong has been loaded to say the least. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. it's a really weird, like, I wish I could find someone there to speak to. Mm-hmm. I did have one listener in Hong Kong a few weeks ago. Oh, I cool. Thought that was pretty fucking cool. Neat. Very neat. But I'm like, which fucking episode did they? Yeah, give me to? give me like, the I'm analytics. Sure yeah, if, if we're gonna have a fucking you know uh, cyberspace surveillance state that you know knows which time I got up and you know I just wish I knew what episode at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, fucking give me give me the Salesforce info so I can reach out and say <laughs> thank you for listening to the motherfucking episode. Uh, if you'd like more, yeah. 
I mean, I'm no fan. Um, you know, I'm not going to stand the PRC too much, mm-hmm. but yeah. I'm also, also big caveat as well is I'm not going to fucking necessarily take what the Western media has to say about Hong Kong. Yeah. Well, I mean, so there's a face value that's either. You know absolutely what I mean? I find myself thing. Yeah. in the middle of these two, uh, forces. Yes. I am a devoted centrist on all <laughs> issues as well. Thank you for saying it. Cause I was too afraid. I was too afraid these days, you know, left and right wing. They're both so crazy. You really can't say anything. These yeah. Days. You really can't say any, anything these days. Um, uh, no uncritical support for Xi Jinping and his outlawing of PewDiePie in the country. Uh, that's, I think that's the fucking best thing anyone's ever done. No, um, jokes aside. Yeah. Like I'm all for, you know, people mobilizing and doing their fucking thing. But I mean, there, there's been this like wariness I've never been able to shake since kind of the start of like, you know, seeing fucking folks like waving American flags and, you know, that might just be, I mean, inviting very Ted, punk rock, inviting Ted Cruz and like, yeah, like, and I don't know. And again, like valorizing fucking Ted Cruz. Yeah. Like, he's Ted Cruz. He's Ted fucking Cruz. Look at him. Fucking yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a slug. Um, <laughs> But, uh, and that's the thing, you know, for all we know, Ted Cruz might've touched down and people are fucking booing and throwing rotten tomatoes at him, but fucking, we don't know, you know, there's uh, like, again, barring, you know, reaching out to people and getting in touch. There's, there's really no accurate way to get a, uh, an idea of the, uh, situation. And I wonder too, like, what do you think the American reaction would be if Mm -hmm. a Chinese party member, for example, showed up at like what's some disputed is there a dis- like if they showed up in puerto rico for yeah example, yeah which i think is not 100 percent analogous but what if they showed up mm-hmm. during the protests that were going on in puerto rico and again that's fucking another example of sh- this same fucking neoliberal yeah yeah collapse that's happening like, yeah what would the even the liberal media be saying at respond that to that with, you know yeah I mean? yeah shit I want to actually read a little bit. I picked, this mm-hmm. is a shitty um, fucking source, admit, admittedly, but I was actually surprised to see this coming from Slate. Oh, yeah? So they say, all around the world, governments are telling people to cut back and raising prices on basic needs. The result has been rage and chaos. Fifteen people have died in violent protests in Chile over the Chile over the past few past week. The unrest was originally sparked by a 4% increase in subway fares in the capital city, Santiago, but has since spread to other cities, triggered by more widespread anger over inequality and rising costs. It's not about 30 pesos, it's about 30 years, went one slogan, referring to the three decades since Chile transitioned from dictatorship to democracy, a period during which many Chileans have felt left behind by the country's much-lauded economic growth. The chaos in Chile has been shocking, in large part because of the country's relative prosperity and political stability, but it followed a very similar or a very familiar recent trend. Hmm. In Ecuador, recent protests led by indigenous p- groups were sparked by a decrease in fuel subsidies instituted under a deal with the international, uh, the IMF, of course. After being forced by the protests to remove his government from the capital, President Lenin Moreno. <laughs> the irony of that shit. Yeah, what a fucking, what a fucking name. God damn. <laughs> he caved and restored the subsidies Argentina has been seeing mass protests for more than a year, also which we haven't. I haven't yeah, I was going to say that's that, my fucking first time hearing of that. Also sparked by belt tightening policies imposed under a deal with the IMF. Mm-hmm. Honduras was racked earlier this year by proposed cuts to its education and healthcare sectors. Fuck. And, and so that's the thing too. I'm you know I'm by no means a great historian or even a uh, 
I don't know what history is, honestly, um, which is, uh, you know, I'm sure just its own form of wisdom. But, um, you know, these, the, these, I, I would say that in a lot of these places uh, that are undergoing, you know, what essentially is like a form of ongoing austerity. I mean, you know, austerity is happening around everywhere because that's the fucking, you know, uh, the economic logic of neoliberalism is, Hey, let's, let's fucking tighten and tighten the belt as much as we can. And, you know, uh, transfer wealth upwardly. Um, but you know, the reaction to it, um, in like when it, when it happens as, uh, as step by step by step as it has in, in Chile, for example, uh, you know, despite them being in a dictatorship, uh, beforehand, uh, I guess, uh, I guess the takeaway would be like, yeah, people fucking understand that their day-to-day lives are being impacted by this garbage take on, on economic and political po- uh, policy. And so they do something about it and that's awesome. You know? So, yeah. I'm no grand econ- economist, but I think if you follow a little bit of the discourse uh-huh. on the left about what's happening with neoliberalism and you have some you know, at least modest understanding of Marx, it feels like there's, this is tied to kind of like the falling rate of profit, yeah. essentially, is what seems to be the source of this thing, this move towards austerity, mm-hmm. towards slashing social services, is because, okay, we're, we've exported labor overseas so much that mm-hmm. we're running out of um, or, you know, that surplus labor pool throughout the globe in undeveloped countries is starting to dry up. And yeah. So you're seeing the reaction here as as those rates of profit are falling. Yeah. Then the move to privatize to try to extract as much value is, I think, what's ultimately behind. Yeah. This, as as this Margaret process. Thatcher once said, uh, you know, you can only exploit so many global Souths until you run out of global Souths to exploit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, what are, what are we going to do? Fucking start, uh, I don't know. There's something about Antarctica in that joke. <sighs> Fucking, it's been a long week. <laughs> yeah. Margaret Thatcher said we didn't, she said society isn't a thing that exists or something. Yeah. Which, so uh, she was the original joker. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> never credited, but no, no. Sad. A woman's, an iron woman's work is never done. <laughs> she also, she's also quoted as saying, please come piss on my grave please i'm begging you uh piss and shit and just ruin my grave please and also my good friend ronald reagan endorses a statement and wishes you to do the same to his grave as well and bottom text (laughs) she said way ahead of her time honestly so we also we've got some shit popping off in haiti as well although haiti's been like haiti's been fucked since i mean i still remember in the early 90s Mm mm-hmm shit going on during the early like the first uh first or second clinton term wow yeah haiti haiti honestly has never really been able to catch a break which fuck so something kind of cool here was venezuela had this whole agreement and i it's called like uh let's see it's in this little fucking Mm -hmm. Uh, it was like Petro Caribe or something like that, and they were kind of helping subsidize a little bit of uh, fuel costs for like places like Haiti. That's so cool. And anyways, uh, since the whole fucking commodities market kind of collapsed in terms of oil prices, it really fucked over Venezuela, and so yep. it's kind of like a piece of that a domino that's fallen. 
So we're looking again, uh, our old friend, the IMF is involved here. Hmm. They seem to keep coming up. <laughs> okay. So they, okay. So Venezuela ended up having to stop oil shipments in March of 2018, which led to shortages there in Haiti. And then they tried to remove energy subsidies, which ended up increasing fuel prices by more than 50%. Holy shit. Yeah. Can you imagine if fucking fuel prices went up by 50%? I think even if you get that kind of shit in the U.S., that level, yeah. shit's going to pop off. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I even think, quite honestly, once we hit this next recession, you're going to see unprecedented unrest in the U.S. Yeah. And I'm predicting martial law. Yeah. In some places, for sure. Well, I mean, and that's the thing, too. The hope is, of course, that people have their own interests in mind enough to... Um, you know, come out the other side better off uh, after a period of unrest. But I mean, you know, fucking, I'm an American. I know Americans. And I, I, you know, I couldn't trust us as a people for it and I could throw us, you know? So, yeah. Not, not to, not to, you know, also say that everyone in, in all these countries is necessarily some fucking, you know, studied genius or something either. But I feel there's a, uh, not to not to get into American exceptionalism too much either. I feel there is a a pretty strong reactionary turn inherent to where we are, like in our national culture. You know, it, like insofar as hey, how can we make this worse for ourselves for no particular reason? I'm actually so I, maybe I'm just being pessimistic. I, had, I, well, I mean, I'm a huge pessimist, but I had <laughs> been feeling kind of like how. I guess the hill to climb in the U.S. Mm-hmm. is like one. We don't even have a labor party. But then yeah, you kind of, yeah. You kind of look at the U.K. and they're going through their situation. Their political system is maybe mm-hmm. even in more beer worse shambles. Yeah. Than ours, although I think the populace is like a little bit more hip to. Yeah, yeah, a little more, a little more woke to uh to stress to that term leftist, farther than yeah to the leftist sort of point of view, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but it's not doing much ultimately like right there's not a whole lot of difference yeah yeah i mean i guess they have the nhs and we don't yeah that's true yeah yeah i mean there's there's so much to be desired from fucking where we are as a country you know and a lot of that too is that i mean you know we're we're very different in different parts of the country you know it's just in terms of the fucking size of the thing you know that's it's it's easy to end up with very economically and uh culturally different uh areas you know a fucking uh you know, certain parts of the country broke off today. I'm sure they'd have fully automated luxury gay space capital or space communism, hopefully, um, you know, in, in a couple months to, uh, to overstate things. Um, but you know, uh, again, to return to, uh, to the, like, you know, Oklahoma, Texas kind of example. I mean, shit, if we had our druthers, we'd be living in the 1800s again, you know, not we, of course, but, uh, like Greg Abbott or somebody, who, oh, who's God. actually running shit. Yep. Gotta love that guy. <laughs> signing. Did you see that fucking thing? Uh, he, he was signing some... Uh, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, the Chick-fil-A protection bill, essentially. The, ugh, God. What a fucking weenie. Christians are so persecuted that like... The, they have to have like, laws made to where... Yeah. yeah. Something like 99% of mm-hmm. the Congress probably like at least mouths words that, that they're Christians. Yeah, yeah. Makes a, I guess 99 is probably close enough. (laughs) But even so, I mean, that is like, you know, yeah. 
but yeah, um, I, I would like to be optimistic and, you know, seeing, seeing, uh, like some of the successes out of some of these places is, uh, does make me more optimistic that, you know, like we were saying a moment ago, direct action gets the goods. Uh, and you know, maybe in a more balkanized us, that would be the case. Uh, I mean, it would be the case regardless, direct action gets the goods. That's, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to allow that to be a little bit idiomatic. Um, I'm an yeah. anarchist, so, mm-hmm. you know, direct action. Yeah, it gets the goods. It just, yeah, fuck bourgeois democracy. Like, <laughs> oh well, yeah, that's certainly not getting the goods. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's like elect putting your hopes in electoral politics, really, like revolutionary electoral politics. Yeah, the fact that somebody as 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 soft as you know, like and and you know, much love to much love to grandpa. Uh, you know, gotta love my my gam gam. Um, but you know, somebody as you know not even left as Bernie Sanders is relative to, you know, kind of the golden boy of the, uh, you know, the, the establishment, Joe Biden, of course, um, you know, the, the, the minuscule gap of like, okay, this guy doesn't actively assault women and wants to, you know, get a, a 21st, not even 21st, like a latter half of the 20th century style, uh, you know, public healthcare plan into, into action, like that's the bar we're clearing, you know. Like, holy shit. I mean, is honestly, is Bernie really even a democratic socialist? I think he's more uh, social. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's that's like social, demo- social yeah, democracy. Yeah, and that's the thing. Those, those, the the fact that like that is what we're fucking, you know, those are the things on the on the menu we're we're requesting be left off our, off our sandwich. I fucking need it need to eat. Apparently, I, I, there have been so many goddamn food metaphors in this. Um. But yeah, the, the fact that that's what we're needling through to be like, hey, you know, this is what we'll settle for at this point is kind of like, yeah, like total politics really is going to fuck it. And, and that's the thing, too. He's, you know, made out to be this impossibility when it's like that is such a low fucking bar, you know. And uh, what's crazy, too, is though you can see even see in the mm-hmm. lamestream media. <laughs> The Every coverage time. that he gets is all is pretty fucked. It's pretty telling. Yeah. What What was that uh, outlet that um like had tinted oh, him red or something? Of, there's all kinds of fuckery. Yeah. Yeah. That and that's I've the thing seen. too. It, it's from these ostensibly you know upright yeah, and respectable. Like the right would call them like a uh, the New York Times or CNN. Like that's a co- oh they're communists. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. They're nuts. treated. They're treated as just absolute loony tin. Clinton News Network. Fucking, I, I feel like we kind of paper over, or maybe it's just, it's not far enough in the past, or it's just far enough in the past, who knows. But, like, we we culturally paper, paper over, like, the, uh, just the lunacy of, like, the early Obama years, you know, when, like, very, very much so, everyone's convinced, because, you know, time would show that Obama was pretty fucking, pretty fucking gutless overall, and just kind of hung out, um, but not uh, wearing tan suits. Yeah. How fucking dare you, dude? How could you wear a, a tan goddamn suit? And he like smoked a cigarette once. I'm pretty sure disgusting anyway. Um, uh, but no, yeah, the, the, the absolute fucking crazy business, um, that came about like right as he got elected and everyone was not everyone, but like, you know, the, the right was convinced that he was like this socialist ultra Muslim mega czar or something, you know, uh, and of course, none of that panned out. But a lot of that fucking crazy, crazy go nuts residue is still there. I would say, on especially kind of the the boomer right, you know. And again, to return to the example earlier, now that Trump has proven to be, 
more nothing because electoral politics and bourgeois politics is going to continue to get us nothing. Um, you know, they're, they're just as lost as anyone else, except they don't have a fucking, they don't have any sort of roadmap now, you know? So opiates, I'd turn to opiates. That's fun. <laughs> if I, if I, if I was, uh, if I, if I was, you know, um, Martha, Get that Finney. yeah, Martha 72 from, uh, from Florida, uh, Tallahassee, Florida, voting for Trump, expecting him to, I don't know, like make my social security double or fucking build a wall or something, you know, I don't know. And then that never happened. I'm just going to start getting really high all the time, you know, fuck. I'm just as racist for the record. I'm, I am, I am a terrible old lady <laughs> in this, in this scenario. The thing about electoral politics is like, mm-hmm. gee, we've never moved on beyond electing good people yeah like that that's your fucking plan and just elect <laughs> good people yep that's it just gotta get the right person in there like no that's fucking yeah no, obviously this is wrong like the, look at yeah. history you fucking idiots yeah yeah and i think this goes back to liberalism itself being mm-hmm. an ide- ideology that is totally divorced from any kind of historical context understanding yeah. Yeah. it's all just like discrete events happening now that aren't influenced by yeah anything yeah ever. the civil rights movement just fucking uh began and ended you know uh with martin luther king and the fact that he was conveniently assassinated not shortly after you know liberalism does not acknowledge that uh you know similarly you know anything fucking women's rights to vote uh i mean you know you see a lot of like like half-assed oh hello there it's a little, little fly buzz around though. <laughs> Shoe fly. I'll catch yeah. that motherfucker. Watch. I'm quick, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there are all these things, uh, a, a lot of lip service paid to the people who actually did, you know, lay the groundwork for, for change. And then, uh, you know, it's, it's that fucking, um, one sailor moon meme where it's tuxedo mask standing up there like the day is saved and sailor moon says, but you didn't do anything. I mean, that's, that's kind of what the uh, the cultural logic of, of liberalism is, you know, is that things are fine now that all of the hard work's been done. Let's continue with everything exactly as it is and change nothing forever, you know. What do you think about, so Lebanon also uh-huh. is one of these countries that's getting a little rowdy. Yeah. Getting some protests. We are getting Lebanese folks wearing or painting their faces like the Joker, <laughs> which I silently hoped for in my life. Yeah. I was like, it would be kind of funny if there was a spontaneous sort of insurrection near near the, near the Joker movie. Like, yeah, yeah. Like what if this did inspire some sort of anarchic? Yeah. Yeah. That decentralized movement. It's so fucking great. And of course, like, you know, it's not like, you know, people saw the movie and were like, oh, yeah, this is what we're going to do now. Like, people were storming out of theaters like, let's fucking, you know, tear down the system. Um, but I, I do think it's it's interesting and uh, pretty valuable to, to examine kind of the way people will use this kind of symbol as as a rallying point, even if the movie itself, you know, I'm sure fucking. Have you no, seen it? Uh, I have not. I refuse to. Absolutely. This has been a point, a sticking point on uh, <laughs> uh, a few other things I've recorded too, where it's just like, no, nah, I'm going to continue to be a contrarian about it. I actually hear it's pretty good now, but um, tell, tell me your reasoning. I'm uh, curious. I'm not a big fan of the movie, to be honest. So it's, you're yeah. not going to hurt my feelings. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's not that it's just, um, I'm a contrarian for, uh, many things actually, uh, specifically like anything regarding like superhero shit. 
okay. yeah even though i am a big enjoyer of like fucking i i, I watched the boys recently and that was really good oh, or nice. like i'm a huge fucking venture brothers dork which is not quite the same thing but um the boys actually kind of a decent critique of capital i thought yeah yeah and that's another thing too not to get too too off the uh the the Joker thing, but I feel like there is a lot of media. Um, you ever watch BoJack Horseman? I have not watched it. Okay, but I'm tangent. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. You're I'm, yeah. I'm, you, I'm aware. You, you I'm aware of its cultural uh, osmosis that has. I mean, I'm extremely the, online. So. The sad horse cartoon uh, into the back of your brain somewhere. Yeah. Uh, anyway, in, in the in the newest season, which just released, blah blah blah, blah uh, fucking. <laughs> um, there's like a huge uh, like walkout and strike by um, by all the assistants in uh, in Hollywood. It's called Hollywood in the show because the D fell off the Hollywood. Side. Anyway, <laughs> it's a it's a running gag that they have stuck with since like season two. Um, anyway, yeah, all the uh, assistants in uh, in Hollywood are fucking. It sounds like a fucking Dr. Seuss thing when I say it like that. Uh, they're sick of being treated like it crap. And, yeah. And being, uh, you know, underpaid and all that. And they, uh, you know, they they stage a, a grand walkout. And, um, I'm going to leave it at that, but, you know, seeing things like that in, um, in the, the cultural, uh, the cultural works of our time, uh, more and more, I think is encouraging and seeing things that are critical of capitalism more specifically, uh, too, cause there, there's a lot of that kind of stuff in this, in this, uh, new season too, um, which is neat, but that's the thing. Uh, I think we're so as like as uh subjects of late capitalism we're so like lacking in our vocabulary to fucking um really articulate what what's wrong in our lives you know and what's wrong again let me just <clears throat> in our society uh that we can see stories like that where the villain is um, to, to return to the cape shit uh, from uh, a couple months ago in Venom, the bad guy is essentially like an Elon Musk type or a fucking, you know, Jeff Bezos or whatever. You know, the bad guy can be a literal Scrooge McDuck capitalist um, that's very obviously an homage to a real life bad guy, Scrooge McDuck capitalist. And people will still walk out and just fucking. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it'll it'll do a kickflip right over their smooth ass brain. I've got know? an example from from my generation yeah. that will elucidate just exactly how old I really am uh -huh. <laughs> is I still remember okay so I mean oftentimes even going back into the 80s and 90s mm -hmm. the capitalist was the villain and oftentimes in you know look oh at the, yeah like Robocop the Goonies yeah oh yeah yeah of course fucking love Robocop sorry um, but <laughs> let's see I would point to a really underrated film called Ernest Goes to Camp oh incredibly underrated you, you ever <laughs> seen Ernest Scared Stupid holy shit horror masterpiece anyway yeah Ernest goes to jail. Ernest goes to jail. A, a scathing critique of the Ernest cultural does, state. Ernest does Christmas. <laughs> There's a whole series yep. of things that Ernest does. <laughs> God. He is, Jim Varney is also dummy thick. I don't know. <laughs> a dummy thick anthology of work. Yes. But in the film, mm. Ernest goes to camp. A The best of the Ernest films. I'm just going to go out on that limb. Okay. Yeah. Controversial. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a really kind of an inspirational film, although a little bit cringy mm -hmm. because there's a little bit of Native American appropriation. I'm by sure Ernest. it's not although aged well. Yeah, I guess he yeah. is actually he is blessed by the quote oh they give him the go chief. ahead. Okay, yeah, 
So cool, I don't cool, know. Cool. We'll have to. I'd have to go back and watch. Don't cool, really. Do yeah. not. <laughs> don't at me. Yeah. Don't at me on this a, just a, yet. A critical. Uh, do do like a fucking like twelve part YouTube uh, series of totally like could. a critical viewing of the Ernest films. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely because Camp Kikiki mm-hmm. is where Ernest is. Like I don't know if he's like a handyman of some. It's always vague what he does. Yeah, he's, he's like, like some kind of an assistant that ends up getting to be a, he always wanted to be a camp counselor. Yeah. No, Ernest is the archetypal laborer. You know, he's, he's, he is is turned into a commodity. This, this fucking project has legs, man. Like we could make this fucking happen. Yeah. I could absolutely, we could fucking institute a gremlins to this shit. Oh yes. Anyway. Um, Ernest, Ernest does volume one. (laughs) It's like capital. Uh, There's a series here. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, in, anyways, back to the, the real point I was trying to make was that in this film, Dean Wormer is the villain, mm-hmm. and he is a real estate developer, and they're trying to basically buy out the land or some shit mm-hmm. um, that the camp is actually like, I guess, they're trying to basically take over that, turn into some kind of real estate development. Yeah. So it's like this whole move towards that in resisting that. Yeah. yeah. Resisting capital. I mean, fucking captain planet, right? Like that shit ends up. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say, okay, like there's a certain element to it that is positive, but Mm -hmm. it's not enough. Like just paired without any kind of real, real context. Uh, yeah. Then it really does look very little. And I think that ultimately is what you wind up like the Joker doesn't really point to anything specific it's sort of like nodding in the direction of something but there's no coherent political ideology or project exactly yeah like that and again it's kind of this perfect distillation of kind of how liberalism operates Mm -hmm. it depoliticizes isolated events even incredibly political even class politics yeah distill them down into like these discrete events yeah like um fucking uh some an example i remember from the joker movie and people kind of creaming their jeans over was uh at one point there are like literally like newspaper headlines that say eat the rich and they cite the you know uh Thomas Wayne, I think it's Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Um, you know, Batman's dad is made out to be this kind of like, yeah, Bat Dad is made oh, out to be Bat this. It's <laughs> made out to be this like sleazy, like you know, uh, Trumpian figure. Yeah, this sleazy Trumpian kind of figure. Yeah, and that's all well and good. And then people again walk out of the movie with no, you know, no fucking context to apply that to the. You know, they'll they'll go and fucking you know say. See a headline like Elon Musk, you know, fucking launched a rocket to his own ass for, you know, billions of dollars that could have been spent on he's literally anything else. And he's such a visionary because, I mean, I'd be a fucking visionary too if I had a bunch of, you know, diamond blood money, you know, shit or emeralds or whatever it, you know, was. But yeah. Anyway. So yeah. within back to Ernest Goes to Camp, <laughs> yeah. we've got a ragtag team of uh, misfits, mm-hmm. kids that nobody wanted. Yeah. The, di- the you know the dregs yeah. of society. Yeah, these 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 abjected, according to the bourgeoisie. Uh, but yeah, exactly. The, these 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 disaffected youths uh, who are um, you know considered uh, considered to be used up commodities by. Uh, <laughs> so f- fucking yes, let's let's do a critical analysis of the Ernest films at some point. <laughs> Ernest effectively using mm-hmm. Mao Zedong thought leads a successful <laughs> revolt against. Dean Wormer mm-hmm. and saves Camp Kikiki. He also delves into Native American spiritualism and somehow manages to not get shot by Dean Wormer. Good, well. hell yeah, good, good job, Ernest. 
<laughs> you and all these children you've recruited into your into your movement. <laughs> but I, yeah, one of the saddest parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's just almost it's heartbreaking. I remember being a child and I was very moved by mm-hmm. the the kids and Ernest having to pack up and move ostensibly from Camp Kikiki <gasps> before he discovered Mal's little red book. <laughs> And in doing so, as as he was not, nah, so he <laughs> he finds a copy of Mal's little red book and then leads the successful revolution. Yeah. Everybody lives happily ever after. <laughs> the end. The credits end. roll. Yeah. Yeah. Now returning to the point um, earlier, though, and like it's kind of what you were saying. You know, th- there's this notion um, in our in our current uh, you know set of politics that we've just got to get the right person in charge and things will be better. Um, and that's not even getting into, we would actually need a succession of right people to get yeah. into charge. All you know? across the yeah, entire like, exactly. state government mm-hmm. in every state. Yeah. Oh, and I, I mean, just like temporally too, like, uh, you know, fucking if, if, you know, Hillary Clinton had one, uh, you know, fucking, yeah, there would need to be a succession of like yeah, presidents yeah. after. And who knows? Like, you know, we, we probably still would have some, some other fucking garbage, uh, Supreme court justices or whatever, like, um, and, and then, so on like, and so forth, you know, yeah. Even then, look at, I mean, let's say that you take at face value mm-hmm. the PRC's commitment to achieving socialism. Yeah. How long is it going to take, right? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. You know, even if that is your stated project, mm-hmm. not yeah. to like skewer the, the PRC too much. Yeah, or the party I mean, there. you know, the, the historical project of, of socialism came about in Russia and about, you know, fucking over the course of the revolution and, you know did some good for sure but also i mean you know a hundred years later fucking look at where russia is now you yeah. know it, it didn't totally have totally flipped in the yeah totally worst. flipped in the opposite direction yeah to, to return to the hegel example i mean shit is, is russia just going to be bouncing to opposite ends of this dialectic until they end up you know some tepid social democracy or something which i mean would be great better than where they are now but you know is there something about the expanse of russia mm-hmm. that like you have to have <laughs> like to keep that much territory under one flag, like yeah. you have to have a certain authoritarianism to your, <laughs> to your I, government. You well, know? I mean, that's like, the thing. I, I isn't, I isn't, you know, the concept of having that much having territory as a concept is kind of at least a little authoritarian in its way, you know? Um, you know, of course you can designate land for a certain use or, you know, this land is uh, occupied by these people or whatever you want to fucking term it. But to you know have a nation uh, as a, as a concept with borders and yada yada yada, that in itself becomes you know kind of necessitates a certain level of authoritarianism. Um, unless everybody in the uh, in the classic anarchist foible just agrees to be really cool, you know you have to organize uh, from the bottom up rather than the top down um, for for that kind of thing to to work. Um, but yeah, to uh, you know f- to return to the earnest thing, because. <laughs> fuck yeah again let's you know what we do we, we set up a kickstarter and, you know we we make this our full-time jobs you know um to return to the earnest thing you know what is to say that there's next time there's not going to be an earnest you know at the camp next time there's going to be a different real estate developer uh who might even be a nicer real estate developer but they're still uh you know they're still playing by the same rules of hey we're going to tear down this camp and uh you know are you making the 
mistake of the great men of history theory, though, if there was no <laughs> Ernest. Like, surely one of these. The other, world is built upon Ernest's shoulders. Uh, surely saying, someone else could fill the fulfill fill the, the shoes Ernest. of Ernest. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. There, 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 there would need to be systems in place from a you know from a ground up uh, you know a, a people's movement of earnestness uh, to where you know they could organize and, and resist outside influence from this is all getting incredibly fucking arcane and stupid. <laughs> this is uh, my brand, man. It's good. I'm, I'm having fun. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. God, I'm, I'm like, like earnest movies are slowly coming back to me now. Cause I, I haven't seen them since like I was like real little and, uh, wow. Fucking there were like actual like physical goblins in the world of Ernest Scared Stupid. I remember, like big like trolls or whatever, and that just raises all sorts of issues as to the uh, the cosmology of the Ernest uh, cinematic universe. Not only that, but Santa Claus was real. The reindeer mm. could fly, etc. And Ernest does Christmas. So so magic exists in the in the ECU, the Ernest <laughs> cinematic universe, for 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 lay people who may be listening um, at this point. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that, that opens up a whole other world of possibilities, uh, you know, because uh, the, the, one, of, one of the rare books I have read and have been, like, fucking harping on ever since, hey, everyone should read this, is, have you ever read um, Calvin and the Witch? Uh, Sylvia Federici? Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm familiar with that. It's, it's really good. It's, really, it's, it's, it's a good history of kind of uh, the enclosures and um, uh, basically the way folk belief and folk magic i say uh, there's no way to say to use that term and not sound like it's like lesser or you know worse than what came after which was the ordained logic of capitalism um and uh and uh, the feudal state and all that but anyway um basically uh, a big part of that is is witchcraft as an idea of like hey or again superstition as an idea of hey this is not you know, necessarily the most productive thing, but you know, today is like not a good work day. So we can't work today. You know, just the fucking, it's not in the stars. Um, so in a, in an ECU where magic does actually exist, I mean, the possibilities are far wider. <laughs> really glad I brought up that good book to bring it around to that garbage point. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're going to, you're giving some academic rigor basically as you're displaying <laughs> absolutely so, yeah you as i mean a scholar yeah what is this uh what, what is this um you know full you know hours long earnest analysis going to be worth if we don't provide citations you know indeed indeed so but i will i will just reiterate again i mean mm-hmm. i think the other earnest films while they have their moments i think really to really capture the essence and really the most well done mm-hmm. is earnest goes to camp so i i'm yeah. you if you've not seen this, yes, this the, 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 really just, <laughs> I'm curious as to who directed this film because they're obviously <laughs> a subversive. They've read Hegel. Mm. They've read all the foundational dialectics. <laughs> God. Yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, the fucking, the, 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 the reading slash watch list for, for this fucking episode specifically is just going to be wild. I'm sure, I'm sure on other episodes, it's like, you know, a, a lot more scholarly here. It's RoboCop. Ernest goes to camp. Uh, you know? uh, I did a RoboCop Bojack episode, Horseman. Oh, actually. oh, right. Fuck yeah. Out. No, I've been meaning to get around to fucking listen to that. God, it's such a fucking good movie. Oh, it's so brilliant. It's so good. Yeah. Fucking so great. I'm yeah. going to have to do a RoboCop 2 
I think, yeah. episode at some point. Are you, are you going to... There's so um, many movies I've got to do, though. Yeah, I, I recently saw three for the first time, and boy, oh boy, that movie mm. is... Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there's the reboot, which I honestly don't remember, which is I think, probably uh, some small mercy. Somebody... So there's some connection, I think, that like Frank Miller wrote... No. Mm-hmm. I think Frank Miller had written the script for two. Yeah. Damn. Cool. But there's some other... like There's something weird about... Mm-hmm. the third movie that I can't off the top of my head pull out of my ass but yeah it's a weird movie I'll, I'll tell you that it's 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 a lot more um you can just tell from like the way like it's you know directed and written and everything um it's a lot more akin to say like the Super Mario Brothers live action movie in terms of quality so if you're looking for for something like that not a good look it's not a good look it's enter- it's entertaining by all means um and I mean you know a lot of the stuff in terms of just like, you know, the the stuff that makes a movie look nice, at least, is there. Um, but yeah, it's uh, a lot less cohesive. Speaking of, so last night I saw. Have you seen um, anything about this movie, The Lighthouse? Uh, no, I've seen I've seen a handful of ads. Nothing more than that, though. So I saw that last night, but oh yeah, I was under the influence <laughs> of substances and I fell asleep a few times during no. the week. Yeah. I just couldn't thought, like it was, it was good. I'm going to have to rewatch it, but yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. If you have any interest in like Lovecraftian kind of shit. Oh yeah. 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 Did you see the witch? Cause it's from the same. Oh yes. Same oh yeah. Right, right. 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 Yes. The witch. Great fucking movie. I have not seen it cause I, I yeah. don't like horror that much to be yeah. honest. It's yeah, it's I mean, if if you can uh if, if you're into like the like suspense kind of like of oh shit, what the fuck is going on? Um people are turning on each other because of uh you know, because they don't know what's going on, nor does the audience. Um it's uh it's definitely, you know, your kind of cup of tea. Yes. But uh yeah, good shit. Any other uh t- you got anything else you want to Any uh, go over? I parting we, thoughts? Um I don't really have anything. I mean, I pulled up some other articles, but I think we've kind of hit the hit the hit the hit the main bullet points. Yeah, the main yeah. bullet points. Neoliberalism is bad. It's it's killing us. It's killing the planet. It's killing the biosphere. Soon, uh, global, <laughs> soon, as soon as the there's some weird shit going on. I think financially that's not being reported either. Like mm-hmm. the Fed is like having to do these uh, it's called a repo like there's this whole process where the fed like loans out these really short-term loans to banks mm-hmm. and it seems like the amounts that the fed is having to pump in to do to cover is increasing quite a bit Ooh, and that's a lot of the literature yeah and a lot of the not the literature the journalism angle has been oh these are kind of this is kind of a normal operating process but then you're kind of seeing the amounts mm-hmm. i think it was something like these kind of really like micro short-term loans of like 50 billion or whatever. Oh yeah. It's that tiny numbers, bitty, yeah. <laughs> that number's going up though to like 75, mm-hmm. et cetera. So <laughs> it's a bit alarming. And I think, like you said earlier, if we have a, anything like 2008 or even remotely in that direction, I think the mm-hmm. way that things are on the ground right now, you could see some kind of historic shit. You, you could seen. see gamers rising up. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> People finally admitting that we live in a society. Yeah, I'm gonna. Those those memes are so fuck. I'm beating a dead horse here. Jesus. <laughs> well, no. I did have one. I for, I did mention Lebanon, but mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that I had, not to disrespect Lebanon, but mm. I had this post where it said, 
plebs have their own ethno state and it's called plebanon. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. But that's I don't uh, have that's that's else to say. Yeah, that's that's the uh <laughs> I'm going to cut it off there. That's the country for um for people who listen to Mumford and Sons <laughs> and think it's good music. Oh. Yeah, officially calling out Mumford and Sons fans. You've had it you've had it too good for too long. Oh man. Yeah. Um yeah. So oh, cool. You, you have any uh you want to plug some social media? Plug the yeah, podcast? sure, shit, yeah. Um, I'm at Schnedwob. That's S C H N E D W O B on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter sucks ass. Don't follow it. Um, the podcast uh, I'm on is Psychic Dolphin Garage, as uh, I, I described at the top of the episode. It's just you know us shooting the shit, talking news, a bit like what y'all heard, uh, you know, on this episode, but um, less coherent. Like it's it's you know I jo- I I, I kind of joke when I say it's a bunch of fart noises for an hour and a half, but uh, the fact that we we managed to edit it down from eight hours of fart noises that we normally record is a uh, is a miracle. Uh, you can find that at at Dolphin Garage um, on Twitter, and uh, we also have a a link tree on there with um, you know all our socials. So Facebook, fucking Patreon, we got our LinkedIn, you know everything. Oh, shit. Yeah, LinkedIn. our fucking That's friendster. For real? No, dude. Fuck, how great would it be though if uh, you know like Facebook kind of underwent like. It used to be just a place to like see the oh, people yeah, you knew from high school who's pregnant now, you know. Yeah. Um. You know, like who's who's a fucking thirty year old boomer now. Um. You know, posting Trump shit. Uh. You know, Facebook has taken kind of like a a weird uh, left turn, which is great. Um. I would love to see the same thing happen to LinkedIn. It's like people networking with like fake accounts called like Waluigi's Rancid Hog. Uh. <laughs> you know, wants to connect with you. Um. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that, that's got all our info and, um, shit, I guess that's about it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Can I, do you have a problem if I, I kind of mentioned this before, but can mm-hmm. I name this episode or title it rather bow nose dolphins? Oh, or that's, that's good. Dolphins? Yeah, no, that's a good pun. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking uh, so many people, like, I feel like Bo is treated as like this, like arcane, like unknown name. It's like fucking Bo Jackson. You know, come on. You know? Bo Derek. Oh yeah, and Bo Derek too. Yeah, Bo Diddley. I just did it. All yeah. the bows. Yeah, that is the tr- actually that's the trinity of bows. Yeah, absolutely. I I I I I, uh, <laughs> I intend to one day join the ranks in. Uh, I was gonna do like a Valhalla thing. I got. You I got have fucking chosen nothing. the right career path though, because as a podcaster, I mean, the most influential. Yeah. Of people absolutely yeah no, I'm, I'm gonna do the uh i'm gonna do the uh the bo jackson thing where i'm a uh, you know i mean bojack I'm, I'm, horseman ah as well. there we go because i am also sad <laughs> like the horse in the cartoon and hung like a horse as well. <laughs> well 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 that's that's on the uh that's on the patreon episodes <laughs> um no uh yeah i'm gonna be a fucking uh, multi-threat where i podcast and i also game you know that's Ooh. that's yeah nobody else is out there doing that right now let me tell you that's like anarcho-communism absolutely it is both yeah <laughs> i mean why do you think all, all all the you know gamer paraphernalia is red and black you know <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not just to be edgy you know uh but yeah shit yeah this was this was really cool but yes follow follow my man Bo here on the twitter machine yes L- listen to the psychic dolphin garage podcast mm-hmm. and also again you can find me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash podcast CO Cooper Cherry. I need ends to make this thing happen. Throw some change at your boy. Yeah. Hell yeah. You can also find me on Twitter at podcast CO Cooper, on Instagram at podcast underscore CO underscore Cooper underscore Cherry. That's way too fucking long. <laughs> but uh, once again, 
This is podcast Care of Cooper Cherry signing off for the week. We'll see you guys in society. Beautiful. The very rules of eating, of negativity and singularity, including the ultimate form of singularity, which is This is the typical violence of information. It's violent because what happens there is the murder of the real, the vanishing point of reality. Let's not have a misunderstanding here. With nothing left but recycled, whitewashed, lobotomized people, as in a block work orange.